Good morning, everyone. That clip that we just looked at sums up beautifully what we talked about last week, how much God loves each one of us and how much he wants to have a close, personal relationship with us. Today in our series on prayer, we'll look at how God connects with us and how we connect with God. One of the many things I love about God is because he knows us so well and loves us so much, he'll connect with us in ways that he knows are meaningful for us. He may connect with you through visions, dreams, pictures, songs, your circumstances, other Christians, books, or his creation. I know someone who feels close to God when they're doing crafty things. Dave Underhill connects with God when he's out on his surfboard. Some feel close to God when they're building or fixing things, or maybe for you, it's when you're gardening. Now, none of those would help me feel connected to God at all. I'm the most uncrafty, ungardeny person you'd ever hope to meet. And if I was out on a surfboard, believe me, the only thing I'd be focusing on is not getting eaten by a shark. However else we may connect with God, he chooses to speak to all of us through the Bible, his spirit and prayer. Psalm 46 tells us what we need to do to connect personally and closely with God. Be still and know that I am God. God wants us to set aside time to be alone with him, where we can talk with him and let him talk to us. We may think our relationship with God should be something that just happens naturally, but that doesn't happen in any other relationship, does it? Have a think about someone that you have a really close relationship with. How did you get to have that relationship? Didn't you spend time together? Didn't you share things with that person? And didn't you listen to what they had to share with you as well? A relationship with God is no different. Today's message has lots of practical applications that I hope you will find helpful. Whether you're a new Christian, whether you're someone who's seeking God, or whether you've been Christian for a long time, we all need to be reminded of the importance of growing our relationship with God. So the first thing we need to do is choose to spend time alone with God. And we have God's promise that if you come near to God, he will come near to you. Of course, we know we can pray anytime, anywhere. In fact, the Apostle Paul encourage us, encourages us to pray continually. But it's that time alone with God, connecting closely with him and growing in our relationship with him that spiritually prepares us for being aware of his presence all throughout the day. Jesus tells us when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. The reward that Jesus promises us is a deeper relationship with our Heavenly Father. In Joyce Huggett's book called Listening to God, 
uh, which is one of the books I recommended on prayer in the Navigate this week. So in her book, she relates a story about an old man who came and sat in the same church at the same time every day. The pastor was curious when he saw him sitting there every day, apparently just sitting there doing nothing. So he asked the old man why he came to the church alone, day in and day out. The old man looked at the pastor with a twinkle in his eye and he said, I look at him, he looks at me and we tell each other how much we love each other. I reckon the number one excuse most of us give for not doing certain things is that we're too busy and we don't have time. But we need to be disciplined in making our time with God our first priority. Put this time that you're going to spend with God in your diary, just like you do any other meetings. I've found that I actually need to put in my diary my time with God first and then fit other things around it. Because I, I find that if I fill up my diary first, then oftentimes it doesn't just happen. For some, morning is that best time to meet with God. For some, it's during the day or in the evening. And I want to encourage you, if, if you're not used to this or you've got out of the habit, just start meeting with God for 10 minutes each day. And you'll be surprised how that time will grow as you begin to know God more and you begin to hear him speaking to you. The second thing we need to do is work out where is the best place for you to be able to connect with God, just you and him. For me, it's either at home on my own or out in our caravan. I often wonder, you know, what the neighbours think when I'm in the caravan, which is parked out in our front yard. I'm sure they can at times hear me singing along with worship music, talking out loud, laughing, crying, sometimes even dancing. Maybe that's why they give me funny looks whenever they see me. So where's the place that you feel relaxed and comfortable and just able to focus on God. Try different places and see which works best for you. So once we've chosen to spend time with God and we've found the best place for us to do that, then we need to focus on God and what he wants to say to us. And nothing does that better than praising him. Psalm 146 says, Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Now, how we praise God might be different for each one of us. For me, one of the ways is putting on worship music. I know many people begin their time with God by praising him from his word. Try using uh, Psalms 146 and 150. They're full of praise to God. Jesus himself modelled for us the need to take regular time away from everything and everyone just to spend time with the Father. Luke 5 tells us Jesus often withdrew to lonely places 
and prayed. And part of Jesus' time was listening to what his father wanted wanted to say to him. Jesus says in John 18, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am the one I claim to be and that I do nothing on my own but speak just what the Father has taught me. Connecting with God goes both ways. It's us talking to God and telling him our fears and our concerns and our needs, but it's also listening to God. If you're anything like me, talking to God and telling him what I want to happen and what I want him to do is a lot easier than listening to what he wants to share with me. If you were here last week, you would have seen Joss gave a great example of having a conversation on the phone with her friend. Joss did all the talking and her friend couldn't get a word in edgewise. And that's sometimes what our prayers are like as well. So how do we hear God speaking to us in prayer? Well, again, there are different ways in which people hear God. So there's no one size fits all. One way that we may hear from God in prayer is when someone's name or face comes into our minds. This is an opportunity for us to pray for that person. We may not know why God wants us to pray for them, but that's okay because God knows. One of the ways we all hear God's voice today is through the Bible. Because we know all scripture is inspired by God, we know that he is speaking to us through his word. Jesus says in Matthew 4, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Have you ever been reading the Bible and all of a sudden something catches your eye or you're drawn back to a certain phrase or a sentence Or maybe you read something about God or his ways and think, I've never noticed that before. Or you look at it in a new way or you think about it differently. That could well be God speaking to us and revealing something to us. When that happens, we can reflect on whatever it is in the Bible. We can talk to God about it and ask him what he's wanting to show us or tell us. It might even be helpful to write down what it is that you believe God is saying to you. Another way that we all hear God speaking to us is by God's spirit. We only know the truth about God and his ways and how it applies to our lives as God reveals it to us by his spirit. This is what 1 Corinthians tells us. But we know these things because God has revealed them to us by his spirit. And his spirit searches out everything and shows us even God's deep secrets. No one can know what anyone else is really thinking except that person alone. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And God has actually given to us his spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. You know, 
Listening to God is a deeper kind of listening. It's listening with our minds and our spirit and our soul and our will and our emotions. Jesus tells us in John 16 that the inner voice of the Holy Spirit within us is our teacher and it gives us guidance and direction. He says, when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me, that's Jesus, by taking what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. Now, I'm not going to go into detail today about this, but it is important to know that sometimes it may not be God speaking to us. We're warned in 1 John, dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. But that inner voice that we hear, it can come from the Holy Spirit, but it can also come from Satan or from other people or from ourselves. <laughs> it's so easy, isn't it, to listen to our own pride and our own wishful thinking and think that it's God speaking to us. But we can test if what we're hearing is from God by asking three questions. First of all, is what I'm hearing in line with God's word? That's why it's so important that we know what God says in the Bible because he will never ever do anything to contradict his word. Secondly, does what I'm hearing result in a Christ-like attitude? Does it bring the fruits of the spirit more into my life? Those fruits we read about in Galatians of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. And thirdly, does what I'm hearing prompt me or others to do things in a way that will bring honour to God? I don't know about you, but... I find it easy to get distracted when I'm spending time in prayer with God. I'm one of those people whose mind's always going 10 to the dozen. Actually, often when I'm in conversation with my husband, Glenn, I flip from one thing to the other so that half the time he's got no idea what I'm talking about. So something I find helpful when I'm spending time with God is that I have a piece of paper and a pen beside me and as distracting thoughts come into my head, I write them down and I find once I've written them down to look at later, then I can focus on God again. Another thing that I find helpful is to make myself accountable to someone for my prayer time. This helps me not only commit to this time, but also gives me someone that I can talk to and, and pray with about anything that's getting in the way of me spending listening time with God. So there's some hopefully helpful tips for you in spending that time with God. 
But what is going to happen if we seek this close, intimate relationship with God? If you do spend time sharing with him and listening to him? Well, first of all, you'll find you'll naturally worship and praise and thank God as you know him more personally. Secondly, you'll know fully of his love for you. This is what Paul speaks of in Ephesians. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. You'll also begin to know in the very depths of your being that you are made in God's image, that you are created by God and for God to have an incredible relationship with him. God will speak to you of the changes that he wants you to make in your life so that you will become more and more like Jesus. And because you know him and trust him, because of your intimate times together, you'll be willing to make those changes. You'll also find God is the place of real peace and joy and rest. You'll want to read his word. You'll want to serve him and others. You'll want to pray more for others. You'll want to reach out to the lost as you come to know God's passionate longing for them. And God will show you that you don't have to try and do anything on your own. We have the power and the presence of his spirit and we have the power and the truth of his word to empower us. Now, I know that some people think this sort of close personal relationship I'm talking about diminishes the majesty and holiness of God. Maybe even they think it diminishes our respect and our worship of him. But I've found it to be just the opposite. God is who he is. He is, as Paul describes him, the blessed and only ruler, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone is immortal, the God who is the same yesterday, today and forever. We can come to God naturally and intimately because that's what he wants. And for me, that doesn't make him less majestic and holy. It makes him more so. God wants us to live in his power, his authority and his victory. He wants to encourage and bless and protect us. He wants to give us wisdom and revelation. And so I'd like to close by encouraging us to do two things. The first one is to experiment in finding that place or places where you can relax and spend time with God. The second thing is to set aside time to meet with God in that place, even just once a week to start off with. Begin your time by praising him, reading his word and listening for his spirit. 
I want to say too that as you seek to know God more, don't get discouraged if you don't hear or feel anything straight away. God often has to untangle some things within us to help us to meet with him. Maybe for you, that'll be sorting out your disappointment or some anger you might feel towards God. Or maybe it's some baggage that you're carrying from your upbringing. Maybe like me, you sometimes find it hard to connect with God because your earthly dad wasn't a great example of a loving relationship. You know what I've found? The best dads in the world can't compare to the love of our heavenly dad. It may take time, but if you'll let him, God will help you know what it's like to be loved by the most awesome father in the universe. Please pray with me. As we come together before our father God, let's be still. Be still and know that he is God. Know that he is waiting for us, that he wants to speak to us, that he wants us to listen to him. And now as we come in prayer to our Heavenly Father, let's ask him, what is the first thing that he wants you to do to keep drawing closer to him? Is it to spend more time, just you and him together? Is it asking his spirit to make you more aware of his presence and leading? Is it spending more time in his word, ready to hear what he wants to say to you? Is it asking God to show you someone who could be your supporter and encourager in your prayer life? Whatever it is that God has spoken to you today, I pray you will be willing to commit to doing what he has placed on your heart. We thank you, Father, that you want to be in close relationship with each one of us. I pray that none of us will miss out on all you have to say to us so that we may continue to grow in who you want us to be, to grow in the way we worship, honour and serve you and grow in serving those you bring into our lives. We love you, Lord, and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.